listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John and Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FN Nation? John and Pemby here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here, previewing Monday's 10-game main slate. James, you will be the guy on the playbook uh, for this 10-game to kick off the week. Uh, this is our first look podcast. Uh, James, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. DFS was pretty good. Um, could have been a little better. Disappointing night on Saturday, thanks to the Pistons. Big, big shout out to you guys. You really, you really did me well. Um, but yeah, pretty good weekend overall. Just ended it with a nice sausage and peppers for dinner tonight, John. So ready to kick off Monday in a, in a pretty good mood after a fantastic dinner. Sausage and peppers are not the worst thing. I'll give you that one for sure. Uh, on the same game slate, we do have a couple teams on a back to back. Minnesota Cleveland running it back. Right, they're playing uh, Sunday. Uh, as the late night hammer, they're playing again uh, on Monday, so we'll see exactly what comes out of that one. Uh, we also have Denver home against Detroit uh, on a back-to-back here, and I think that is it. Uh, okay, any of these other teams on a back-to-back here? I don't believe so. I think I think that's um, all. Oh, the Knicks. The Knicks the are Knicks. on back-to-back. They played the Clip. They played. They played pretty well against the Clippers today for a while there. Yep. Uh, quickly is slowly becoming maybe their best player. Uh, I say yep. that with a little bit of hyperbole, but like <laughs> three of the last four games, he's been outstanding for them. So, uh, and they got a good matchup against Chicago here. So, um, you know, we don't really have many totals out. Uh, Lakers, Atlanta, 218. Knicks, Bulls, 218. Houston, OKC, 224 and a half there. Sacramento, New Orleans, 233 and that that is what we got uh 9 p.m uh late night hammer matchup detroit denver uh so not, not an overly late slate to start uh does begin at 7 30 however so we do have an extra uh half hour before things kick off there so uh with that said james let's go ahead and jump into it looking at the point guard position uh we got luka Doncic here against phoenix a matchup that we had just seen uh, 45 fantasy points for Luca in this one, 29, 8, and 7. So not like the worst production. But again, if you're paying almost 11K on, on FanDuel, you really need that like 60-plus fantasy point upside. He's 10, 8 on DraftKings. It's not like he can't get there. But the problem playing Phoenix is they just play so damn slow. Yeah, they do just play so damn slow. And they're actually very good against the point guard position. They're in the top five in DVP against the position. So, I mean, you could play Luka, but we have 10 games. We have Damian Lillard in, you know, $100 cheaper on DraftKings and a much better spot and a much better environment. So you can do you can do it. I think Luke will get Luka at low ownership because he's let a lot of people down. Should have Porzingis back to, you know, kind of soften the the load and soften the you know the double teams a little bit so you can go to Luca but if I'm spending up I prefer Lillard I probably also prefer Trey Young um yeah I but, think I would play Lillard over Young if I was picking between the two uh Young Young does have the Lakers which is you know a fine matchup uh he is more expensive than Lillard is on FanDuel he's cheaper than Lillard is on DraftKings to me that's where the difference is going to be here on DraftKings it's a hundred dollar difference between Luca and Lillard uh, which is pretty crazy. 10-8, 10-7. Trey Young is all the way down to $9,300 on DraftKings. Uh, but on FanDuel, you're taking a look at Lillard at 10K. Trey Young's at 10-4. So uh, that's probably going to be the deciding factor on who you're playing on DraftKings uh, in those situations. 
Yeah, the price points are definitely uh, different from site to site. I don't know. Lillard, I think, is the clear-cut number one of this top tier, but... Would you even pay the $100 difference between uh, Luka? I mean, I like the matchup versus Milwaukee way better. I like that game environment way better, and he's alone. Like, it's it's Lillard and then, you know, a cast of good players, but not great players. So, I would... I prefer Lillard in this spot. Um, He's my top spend at point guard, but, I mean, obviously, playing Luka, there's 80-point upside on whenever he steps on the floor, so. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, what are we looking at the second tier here? We just had Morant versus San Antonio, um, and he played well. He had a double-double, but only 27 minutes. Um, they played Melton, actually, more than him. I know this game was a little bit out of hand. Um, you know, is there any worry with Morant and minutes in this matchup? No, I mean, it got a, it got out of hand pretty fast, so um, I'm not necessarily worried. I'm going right back to the well. I like that he's only 76 on DraftKings. I know he was 71 on FanDuel. Or he was 71 on DraftKings this first matchup. So I guess I don't love the price increase, but I get it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go back there. I'm willing to go back to Chris Paul. Devin Booker officially listed as questionable again. Chris Paul has been pretty incredible. Um, even this in this low-paced matchup against Dallas, he went 29, 12, and 4 steals. 60 fantasy points, and he's topped... 40 fantasy points in four of the last five. Uh, so I'd go back to Chris Paul. Probably. I love Chris Paul. I mentioned it on the chat the other day. Um, as long as Devin Booker is going to remain out of the lineup, um, and right now he is questionable with the hamstring, uh, I think we go back to Chris Paul. The, the offense has been there in these last handful of games with, with Booker out of the lineup. Uh, it's really helped his overall ceiling for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's as good as it gets for cash if Booker sits. And I would probably play him in tournaments as well. But um, I think, like, Drew Holiday is in a really good spot at the rest of his point guard position as we go down. Like, Holiday, Morant, both really good plays. Um, John Wall is 6,900 yeah, on DraftKings. Yeah, it's that's where I was going next. And the minutes are, like, like I don't – it doesn't feel like he's going to, like, top 30. But it might just have been, like, game environment. Like, I know they were monitoring his minutes when he came back from the injury and then – they kind of blew New Orleans out, and they didn't need to extend him any further than 26. But he's still been super productive. I mean, 35-plus fantasy points in, in three straight. So, yeah, The one competitive game they've had in in recent, since he came back on the 23rd, he played 30. The other right. games were all below. It's he played 21, 24, 26. So, you know, can OKC keep it close with Houston, I guess, is the question. I think they've been... Pretty competitive in games, so uh, like I think they can. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. Is Houston like that much better than OKC? I don't know. Like I know, like name value they are, but is Houston like extreme like that much better than OKC? I don't know. Um, I think they have better top end talent. Wall, Oladipo, Wood versus SGA. I mean. I'm I'm not disagreeing like top in terms of top end talent being like I'll say this, it's only four and a half point spread in Vegas, so it's yeah, and they have only played two games in full together. So um like Wall and Oladipo are both like slashers that can't really shoot. Christian Wood is still like developing into this star, you know, a lot of personality on this team. I don't know. I, like I like 
I, I think Houston should and, and will be the clear-cut favorite here. I just don't think they're, like, so much better in OKC. Like, I think that game stays competitive enough. If, to, t- if Terry Rozier is ruled out with Mellow Ball and Chuck, then oh, I'd yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not even, not even a question. I still think this is probably too cheap for him. Because, you know, before this blow last game. We almost 8K, remember? Right. And we were playing him. And we were, like, considering yeah. rostering him. And, and like... He played 30 minutes the game prior to this this Milwaukee one, you know? So is the coach finally just saying, like, all right, I'm going to put my this this turnover thing to the side and just let the guy play because he should be playing. Um, yeah, I think LaMelo is a, a great play whether Rozier plays or not. I think he's really interesting if Rozier doesn't play. Or if Rozier plays, sorry. One like, of the best I would still... I would still play LaMelo if Rozier played. Yeah. I would, I mean, obviously it's better if he doesn't, but I mean, he's still coming off the bench and, and being productive. Uh, his brother actually has maybe the best point guard matchup on the yep. slate, but mm-hmm. can we trust the minutes with Lonzo right now? Still under $6,000 against Sacramento is just a, is just a great spot for him. Yeah. And we, it, we could trust it in tournaments, right? So don't don't play him in cash, but in tournaments, I think it's definitely a play because he's starting to give us all that the, those peripheral numbers we we're getting from last year, and and you know that's where that's when he's at his peak and uh, what makes him really valuable for us fantasy owners. So I'm down with Lonzo in tournaments, but I will not be touching him in cash games. Uh, what are you looking at for value at point guard? Um, I wish Derek Rose was getting more minutes, but like he's just dead in the water right now he's just not playing minutes um emmanuel quickly i assume theo maldon again i mean hey man i played 100 percent theo maldon the other day and a little pat on the back there now he's not gonna shoot eight of nine he's not gonna shoot six of six from three again but he's played 30 plus minutes in two straight he's hit two or more threes in three straight He's getting us three or more rebounds. He's got in three straight. He's got us two plus assists in three straight. A steal in two games in a row. Like, I think there's a lot of merit to playing Maldon at this price tag. And he's 4,300 for some reason still on DraftKings. Like, him and um, De'Anthony Melton both, $4,300. Yeah, he's 4,300 on FanDuel as well. The, the Melton thing, though, John, is weird to me, right? Because why was he not in the rotation before I don't have an answer for you the, before they went on this COVID break because we were talking about it and he was suddenly just axed from this rotation for no reason there was no talk about it and then he plays 32 minutes and yes the game was a blowout but Melton played a lot of first half minutes too so mm-hmm. and we know he's a fancy point per minute monster so when he like, what is your take on Melton here? Because it's the same exact matchup we just got. Yeah, I'm worried. I don't think I would trust it, to be would honest you, with you. If you had 10 lineups, if you were playing 10 lineups, how many would include De'Anthony Melton? I don't think I would play him. I I, I know the thir- I don't know why he played 32 minutes. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I worry that, like, that doesn't happen again. And you buy in. He's not free, right? Like, he's $4,600 on FanDuel. Forty-three. Uh, him and him and Maldon are both forty-three hundred on DraftKings. But at least you know Maldon's playing thirty minutes with Hill already. True. Done, so. That's true. 
Well, I agree that Melton certainly has more upside. I just, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen there. So right. um, I'm going to move out on him. Um, shooting guard up top, Zach Levine against the Knicks. Uh, 40 fantasy points for Levine against Portland the other day. I mean, he's had two games all year, I think it was, like below 40 yep. fantasy points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some, something crazy. Um, you know, how do you feel about him as a top spend-up at shooting guard? I mean, it's it's a tough spot against the Knicks, but I definitely think it's viable um, just considering how consistent it is. But he's, I mean, we've had tough spots a lot of the year. I mean, he had a tough spot against Boston. He performed. He had a tough spot against the Lakers, got us 40. Um, so there's been tough spots, and he continues to give us 40. So not my priority spend up. Like, I prefer Oladipo, you know, in a little little revenge spot there for Depot who's looked really good. I mean, Colin Sexton runs it back against Minnesota. Um, I wonder if Minnesota plays Russell on a back-to-back. If they don't, like we have Malik Beasley, who's a shooting guard on DraftKings. So this next tier, I think, is where I would prefer than Levine, but Levine's definitely a contrarian spend-up on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you on that one here. Um, SGA against Houston, good spot, or do you worry about Oladipo at all? Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I mean, if they're going to stay competitive, right? If there's a four and a half spread, it's because SGA is doing things. So, I mean, he, the peripherals were a little down and maybe that's because Al Horford was, was on the floor and Maldon was contributing. But, uh, yeah, I can go back to the well. SG, what's his price on, on FanDuel? 8,100 is, is interesting. I, I don't He's 83 on FanDuel. Yeah. Like, uh, that's Oladipo, like. Oladipo is right below him at 82. I I mean, how do you feel? Like, I would rather play Old Depot pretty much in every scenario at that price, like at their respective price points. I think Old Depot, I don't know, man. They're both okay. I, I think that's like this, the highest I'd like to pay for the both of them. Do you go back to DeMar DeRozan at all? I mean, I just think. Same spot, still very cheap. Uh, I think that was a product of the back to back. Don't you like they're healthy, Derek White? Like I feel like that was a, a possible product of the back to back. So yeah, he's seven K and seven one on FanDuel. So yeah, I would go. I would go back to the well. I would go back to the well. Uh, if we're looking at the mid tier here, as we go further down, Colin Sexton's at sixty eight hundred dollars against Minnesota. This will be the back to back for them. Buddy healed little revenge game, but he's also been going off lately. Uh, sixty four hundred dollars, maybe a better play. Over on DraftKings, where you at least get the three-point bonus at sixty-five hundred dollars. I know New Orleans does play pretty slow. Um, I don't know if that takes you off of him at all or not. Um, Gary Trent, you mentioned you like <laughs> Dame Lillard. You got to be liking some Gary Trent here as well. Yeah, I'm playing Gary Trent every night. I haven't played him every night um, since he's entered the starting lineup, and I'm going to continue to do so. And uh, you know, only fifty-five hundred dollars sh- still on FanDuel. They just haven't touched him yet. Yeah, that's cheap and. I don't know if the shooting is sustainable, but they need scoring. So whether or not it is sustainable, like they just need the scoring. So I'm down with Gary Trent at 55. and I'm even almost down with Gary Trent for 57. I think there's better value. Like I would probably play quickly Halliburton before I play Trent at 57. But if you're game stacking Portland-Milwaukee, which has been very fruitful lately for anyone game stacking against both those teams. Right. Um, I think I think it's viable. But I think 
What do I we prefer- make of quickly here? 31, 20, 25, oh. and 25 actual points in three of the last four games for him. His only dud in that stretch was at Utah. Um, he still got over- minutes, too. And he still the minutes, minutes have been there, yeah. In that, I mean, how do you not like him? And Tim said like at the beginning of the year that like, he really liked the kid. He was he was asked a question early on and he smiled and people were like holy crap Thibodeau just smiled like yeah, nobody talking about no, right about a freaking rookie so that I mean that's that says a lot so yeah I'm I'm in on him I I don't, I don't know how else to like I'm just I'm in I'm in yep. on quickly I'm in on Halliburton these this rookie class is really really strong rookie classes have been fantastic for like five years now yeah it really has huh yeah, they've been they've been pretty strong uh you know maybe not every player obviously is hit but i mean like pretty pretty solid classes uh all around you mentioned Derek rose how you wish he even played more minutes i agree with you there um what do you think about these atlanta guys going up against uh the lakers you have cam reddish yeah. kevin horger any any interest in them probably reddish because he does more but like i don't think we can trust either of them i i don't i don't feel like there's a strong desire to play any of them i, I think mm, yeah I, I guess reddish reddish would be the one that i would um have some interest in in our in our group chat yesterday sean mitchell asked us where did malik monk come from if terry rosier is ruled out would you play a very low price to malik monk i mean the one thing about we know about malik monk is if if he's on the floor he's out there to shoot so, I don't hate it. You played 22 minutes, had 18 points, 23 fantasy shots. 16 shots in those yeah. 22 minutes, John. So, how many shots did he take against Toronto on the 14th? Do you have that number in front of he you? He took. Uh, he only took six. Oh, okay. Five three pointers. Out Five, there, chucking. Out there, chucking. He's out there chucking. Yeah, I, I tournament. It's tournament play. If, if there's no. Um, Rosier, it's a tournament play for sure. All right. uh, small forward. Uh, LeBron is at the top against Atlanta. Uh, LeBron is yet to sit, <laughs> waiting for this day to happen. He's not sitting, John. Just, he's don't, sit- stop waiting. He's, he's not I sitting. He's pissed. I think he's pissed he didn't win the MVP last year, and he is like, I'm winning the MVP playing every game, playing 37 minutes a night. Um, I think that's that's what's gonna happen. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I think that, that's where I'm now committing. So, uh, he has Atlanta. He's $10,400 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, LeBron is $10,200. I mean, I I have to think that he is worth the $10,000. Yeah. um, And if you look at the number... Sure, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a great matchup. Um, And there's no Hunter, right? So, he's going to be guarded by Hoarder or... Reddish all game. Uh, he's been significantly better on the road this year in terms of fantasy production. 52 fantasy points on the road compared to 45 at home. So we love the road splits for LeBron. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's clear clear cut the top spend up. Um, I do have a lot of interest in the next couple guys, though, John. I'm not going to lie. Like, the next, like, five guys here. Yeah, at run, run them down. Let's see who, who do we got. So we have Chris Middleton. Um, and I know he's coming off the dead against Charlotte, but it's Portland. Like we're going to see matchups with, I know Covington is there, but we're going to get Covington's probably going to have his hands full with, um, Giannis, like Middleton's going to be cross matched with Melo at times. I can go there. And I love that game. That game's 
I think, the best on the board in terms of fantasy. Um, Jimmy Butler wasted zero time to be incredible. I, I was all about the Butler train. Me too, year. and me too, and, like, he was so good. And I messaged right before lock, he, they started him at point guard. Like, yeah. he was the starting point guard. Um, so if all these guys sit again, like, Hero's back to being questionable. He might have to sit because COVID. Dragic is questionable. And if they start Butler at point guard again, I mean, who, who's guarding him? Rozier, yeah. if he starts, Devontae Graham, Lamelo. I mean, it's funny how it's like pulling teeth with these sites to raise prices on some guys, right. and then Butler immediately gets like a thousand dollar boost, a thousand dollar bump immediately. Um, but I mean, it's 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 hard not to love him even at this price. He's gone for forty six plus fantasy points in three straight games um, that he's that he's played. Then there's Brandon Ingram, who you know didn't look great against Houston, but the peripherals were there, and that we've kind of been losing the peripherals lately. Um, I think the matchup is what really intrigues me against Sacramento. It's as good as it gets. And then the one spot you can attack Denver is is small forward. And I'm willing to go back to Jeremy Grant, who really burned me against Golden State. It was such a good spot. Um, but he has another really good spot here against Denver. I, I love this, this position. And I even mentioned Gordon Hayward. I, I think it's a tough spot for him against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Miami, because, you know, the likelihood he sees Jimmy Butler defense but he's 10 point fantasy. He averages 10 more fantasy points on the road than he does at home. He shoots 53% uh, at away from home. I mean, he's doing big things. So like yeah. this next tier of, of small forward after LeBron is elite. And I, I get it. We're prop and it's probably a slate where you get LeBron at what? Two, 3%. Yeah. So you know, the one thing with, I want to at least bring up about Jeremy Grant is, you know, this was a game, which his team lost by like 30. He yeah. only played 28 minutes. He had 18 actual points in this game. The one rebound, one assist is like so far below his season average. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, like to put it in at least a little bit perspective, it's not like he gave us, you know, a DVR seven total right. fantasy point. In 20. Like he played 28 minutes, double blowout. He hit five of eight shots. He gave you 18. It's just he didn't play enough. And for whatever reason in this game, like the rebounds, you know, he's averaging almost six rebounds a game and they didn't, he got one. So, uh, just a weird off night, but he got a dis- big discount in price on FanDuel. So, um, what what was the big discount? I'm interested. Well, he's seventy five hundred. Ooh, dude. He's like, he used to be mm. around eight k. He was like, yeah, he's yeah, he was floating around eight k for a long time. Yeah, so seventy five hundred dollars cheaper than Hayward, cheaper than Middleton, cheaper than Ingram. So, um, yeah, maybe mm. even a little revenge narrative, right? Like never didn't want to pay him, so he left. True, uh, they didn't want to pay him, and look what he's doing. True, true. I didn't even think about the revenge. Good. John, big brain. Big brain so, you got over there. So I would have been a big brain. We have to go back here to the shooting guard spot slightly just so I can mention the fact that DeAndre Hunter has already been ruled out of this game because of that knee. So right. does that make Reddish or Horder any more appealing to you? I mean, Reddish. I still think it's Reddish. Horder's, okay. Horder. I mean, Horder's probably starting now, right? They both. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they both start. Right, no, I was, that's what I mean. Like Reddish wasn't Reddish already starting? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they both. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, they both. Which one do you lean on? Reddish is eleven hundred dollars cheaper. I go Reddish as well because he does do more. But we did see Horner go for like forty-eight fantasy points earlier this year. So fair, fair, fair. It's a fair point. You know, all of this probably leads us to just playing John Collins, anyways. But like, you know, <laughs> worth mentioning. Uh, R.J. Barrett back to back, but against Chicago. Thoughts here? Uh. Definitely a good play. Definitely a solid cash game play. We're not getting like, 
a ceiling out of RJ Barrett. The rebounds haven't been there in like five games, and the assists aren't like the assists are okay, but uh, solid for cash games at this price. Alrighty, let's see. A little bit further down here, Kyle Anderson went for 30 the other day against San Antonio. Um, you know, Keldon Johnson maybe against Memphis. Does that, you know, appeal to you at all? Yeah. Uh, or do you worry? Again, I, I, no, I think I think it's the back-to-back, man. I don't – I really do think it's the back-to-back that – You think we got popped? I, we do. I I do think we got popped. I do. So I'd be, I'd be willing to go back there. But maybe it's just like for now we just limit our Spurs exposure to tournaments. Until we figure out what happens to Derek yeah. White. Rotation. Yep. Until, until the the – we figured out it's just tournaments only. Okay. Um, does Miles Bridges appeal to you at all? 28 minutes the other night against Milwaukee. Like, is he a benefactor of Rozier being out? Or do you think, like, he just happened to get a little bit more run? I mean, the run has been there. 25, 28, 26, 27, 29. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, I guess so. It's creeping up. Just, he has a really good rapport with LaMelo Ball. He looked, like, they looked in sync he caught a couple ops from Lomelo that just he sh- like came out of nowhere looks like they've practiced it a bunch so yeah. um yeah I, I think that uh bridges 4400 is really cheap so um and he looks like the most appealing value down here uh at least over on uh, uh DraftKings. yeah i agree with you what else are we looking at uh or are you ready to move on to power forward yeah i don't i don't think there's uh like Nasir Little started and played 13 minutes, like you know. Yeah, people were uh, people were wondering what to do with Nasir Little, and it was a uh, it's pretty obvious the answer to that was don't play him. So, um, all right, let's go on over then to power forward. Where are you looking at the top here? Obviously, we have Giannis, Anthony Davis. Um, do you have a favorite between the two? I mean, obviously, anytime you can get up against John Collins' defense, I think you're uh, you're interested. I mean, I like I said. I, I am having a hard time not playing this Milwaukee-Portland game. It's going to be tough on DraftKings. You're not going to be able to really afford Giannis and Lillard. At least I haven't seen the value to allow us to do so yet. Um, so it's more of a Fanduel stack. I love Giannis. And I, he's dominating right now. He's got over 60 in three straight, 57 or more in four straight. And, but Davis, under 10K... Like you said, there's John Collins' defense. He's starting to look better. He's gone for 47 or more fantasy points in three or four. So um, they're both the clear-cut options here. Um, but then, like, we have Julius Randle against Chicago, who's coming off 51 fantasy points. We have Zion, who just doesn't get his price raised. And, again, he goes for 41 fantasy points in only 29 minutes. Like, he has been so good. And, John, the peripherals have been so good for Zion. It's not just the scoring anymore. Like, 7, 9, 2, 11 rebounds, 4, 7, 2, 3 steals, a block and 4 straight steals in 3 of 4. Like, we're getting everything from Zion, and it's the Kings. And now we get the Kings. So, um, went for 31, 6, and 2 against the Kings uh, back in January 17th. Yeah, and that was before this little stretch of him, like, contributing across the board. So... I think this is 50 points, Zion. I think this is where we get 50 out of him. He's uh, I, 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 on Fanduel. I, I would still pay it. Like, it's still... Because you're still what? You're still getting, like, 4.9x, 5x out of that salary, yeah. like, every night. Like, yes. Maybe Fanduel, we just limit to cash. But I think 
like on DraftKings, I'm I'm really intrigued in tournaments. Yeah, uh, Porzingis is seven K on Fanduel. Yeah, I wow, it's crazy. Cheap. That's crazy. Cheap. cheap. Uh, Lori Marketing off a huge game against the Knicks. He's sixty seven hundred dollars. Um, thirty nine fantasy points against Portland. More to your Portland point of playing Giannis for sure. Um, you know, he's in a good spot. Do we know Valanchunas is back? He's, or... he's out. He's, he's out again. Out. So yep. you got Brandon Clark and you got Tillman both here again um, at power forward on FanDuel. Clark, 64. Uh, Tillman at 51. <laughs> uh, they just they didn't play Tillman the other night. It was frustrating. Um, they played Gordy. I mean, I mean, they right. For whatever reason, they played him less than they had the two prior games. <laughs> when When... You know, when Tillman was – and this is sort of bizarro world for Memphis anyways. Like, we saw John Morant play less minutes than right. Anthony Melton. Like, right. I, I don't know what happened in this game. But even in the 21 minutes, we still got 24 DraftKings points out of Tillman because, like, he's a really good fantasy point per minute player. So, like, I, I would have no problem running it back, but obviously he's not free anymore. He's 48 on DraftKings and 51 on FanDuel. I mean, I think he's in – I think he's, like, firmly in play. I'm not, like, saying he's not. I'm just – I don't like. Why did they like? I know Gorgie was the hot hand, right? So they just turned to Gorgie and they just let him roll, and he he cooked. But I have to think he gets more than Tillman gets more than twenty one minutes here. So I'm with you. I I don't love that he's over five k. He's a forty eight hundred. So he got a thirteen hundred dollar price bump mm-hmm. on uh, DK. But I, I'm still inclined to to play him because it's still a really good spot against Aldridge. All right. Any other power forwards jumping out to you? Uh no. I mean Jared Vanderbilt. With, so you run it back with Fad at all? Yeah, I so that's the intriguing thing to me is with Wendell Carter out, the Bulls are now going to more Lori Markinen at center. And they've they've asked them about it. They've asked Lori how he felt about playing more center, and he's like, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, I'm just guarding different players. Right, so he's, he's a stretch player. So yeah. Right, it's it's not going to be different, but what it's going to be different for is Thad, who's now get gotten twenty one or thirty one and twenty nine minutes in two straight, literally missed a triple double two straight games, one rebound, one assist, and then a uh, a basket the next game. So forty plus fantasy points, yeah. I mean, I'm in on that. I know it's a it's a tougher matchup against the Knicks, but like, how can you deny the production right now? What I mean, I know he's forty two hundred on Fandle. Did they like drastically bump his price? Uh, on DraftKings? No, Fandle. Because he's fifty seven on DraftKings, and he was oh. forty two on Fandle last late. Yeah, no, he's still four K. He's oh my god. He is sorry. He's oh, I lied. He's fifty one. Still, still too cheap for. He's given us forty two straight. So. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going back to that. Well, um, as long as Wendell Carter Jr. is out. All right, let's come on over to center where uh, Nikola Jokic today against Utah <laughs> went for 47 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, a block, and two steals for 75 FanDuel points. Uh, following up his effort against San Antonio, where he went for 35, 10, and five uh, in that game. So we're getting again peak level Jokic against one of the worst teams in the NBA defending the center position. I guess, James, the only real question is how long does Detroit even compete in this one? <laughs> uh, you know, right? Like, they've been blown out in the majority of their games. You know, does does Jokic get affected by that? Do you worry about that at all? <laughs> Not really. 
Uh, I mean, so Detroit wasn't getting blown out earlier in the year, and that's what's... I mean, they're just not a good team, so I guess it was bound to happen, right? But they weren't getting blown out. They were staying competitive in a lot of those games. I mean, think back to those two Milwaukee games we thought were, they were going to get blown out, and they didn't. And then, they st- I don't know. I guess I guess it has to be impactful, but if you're telling me Nikola Jokic is coming off 77 and then gets Detroit at home where he's averaging 65 fantasy points a game, like, I'm Sleeping not going to... in his own bed tonight, waking I'm up. I'm not fading. I'm, uh, I'm not fading Nikola Unless Jokic, Mason Plumlee knows the secrets behind Nikola Jokic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like... I, I'm not fading him, John. I'm just not fading him. I'm not uh, fading him. I don't care. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even make you fade him. I wouldn't make okay, you. Thanks. Uh, um, well, we'll see what happens tonight in this Cleveland Minnesota game. Um, I was in love with Andre Drummond tonight against Minnesota. He gets him again uh, at basically the same price. He's actually two hundred dollars cheaper tonight on Fanduel uh, for this Monday slate than he was on Sunday. He's eighty eight hundred on Fanduel. He's still eighty six hundred dollars over on DraftKings. And listen, I understand if you look at the minutes and you see twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty four. And you're like, yeah, you know, like his minutes are down seemingly since that trade to acquire Jared Allen. Um, and, and I don't disagree with you. But in those games in which he played 24, 28, 28 minutes, he gave you 32, 59, and 49 <laughs> fantasy points. He's got at least 15 rebounds in three straight games. Yeah, against the Knicks, he went two for seven in a game that his team lost by 21. He didn't score, but he still got 32 fantasy points. We'll, we'll chalk that up, obviously, as a dud. But I mean, in 28 minutes against Detroit, Bad team, 60 fantasy points, 23 and 16, and then 48 fantasy points against the Lakers. So Minnesota is the worst team in DVP against center. So uh, eager to see how he does on Sunday. I put him in my lineups. Uh, so if you're listening to this and he was a dud, you'll know that I'm in pain. Um, <laughs> but if he crushed it, you can probably count on me playing him again. I'm with you. Like you said, the only thing that we are worried about with Andre Drummond is the minutes. The only thing. And that he get, doesn't get traded overnight because that's obviously on the table now that they traded for Jared Allen. But the only thing we're worried about realistically is the minutes. Because um, 8,600 is too gosh dang cheap. Period. Just period. That's just the end of the conversation. It's just too cheap. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. Uh, one one iota with you. Uh, the rest <laughs> of the center position at the top here, we have Clint Capella at 88. DeAndre Ayton up to $8,300 on FanDuel. Um you know, what are your thoughts here? Eight and 45 fantasy points against uh, Dallas the other day. Uh, Capella, you know, had been crushing it, had a down game, and then came back against the Wizards, gave us 42 fantasy points in that one. You know, any any worries here against the Lakers? I don't love Capella. Like, I don't want to play him at this price. I think his offense scares me. Like, I know Drummond's does too, but we've seen Drummond – more peripherally sound in the past and with this cleveland team at least you know he's been really good offensively especially lately so i don't love using capella generally um i like christian wood who's a center on dk he's 89 against okc it's a good matchup i like Aiton was my favorite center on saturday um and i played him in lucas stack so obviously that didn't pan out like chris paul luca Aiton. that was a nice little trio I think you could do something similar again. Uh, maybe eight and Chris Paul and bring it back with like a really cheap Porzingis or you even do it with um, Luca again. Uh, but Aiden's been really good. And if there's no Devin Booker, that's where I'm going to get my exposure. Because like 
even in that Golden State game, John, like he goes for 36 fantasy points in 23 minutes. It was just a blowout. Like you don't get the full allotment of minutes out of DeAndre Ayton. Um, and more often he said than he not, he was like, watching the uh, Lob City videos with Chris Paul and like Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Ayton said so. Like he's uh, a. Yeah. Trying to trying to uh, learn the pick and roll dunk game, I guess. It's, I mean, and he's been really damn good, except for that, except for one game against OKC lately. So, uh, if there's no Devin Booker, I have a lot of a lot of interest in DeAndre Ayton, and nobody plays the guy. So, um, everyone's gonna go to Cantor, warranted because Cantor's been so good. Yeah. Um, or everyone's gonna spend up on Jokic. Or... Can you go back to Al Horford. I mean, hey man, we both. We were both all in on Horford the other night, and it was only 24 minutes, and he freaking went berserk. And he right. t- 15 shots in 24 minutes. I, I think he knows. Like, he knows he has to be this player for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, he's been really good, John. He, he We just want him to get closer to the 30-minute mark. We don't need more than 30, you know, because he's productive enough. He's obviously 30. a little bit more expensive than he was. You know, right. he's 61 on DraftKings. He's 63. I think it is, uh, on FanDuel. He was like 55 the other night when we were like, yep, fall in and bang it. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, it, know, but it's, still... I think it's still a good spot for him, yeah. you know, up tempo. I know Christian Woods there, but like, what isn't a great defender? Like nope. they were taught, you know, they basically asked why they wouldn't play cousins and, and wood together. And they were like defense. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I think I think Horford's is in a fine spot here. Um, Mitchell Robinson is interesting to me. I know he only played. I mean, I'm sorry. I know he only had 19 fantasy points today, but he had 20. He played 29 minutes, and Nerlens Noel was ruled out of this game. I mean, Chicago against centers is is not great. So Mitch Rob maybe could be in a spot where uh, at 5300 and Fanduel he comes through. Uh... If Noel's out again, if Noel's in, I will. I'll take back sort of what I'm saying. But if Mitch Rob's going to give you 30 minutes against Chicago, it's fair. It's a it's a good point. But like, if you're against Miami, I mean, right? Well, that was that was actually going to be my that was like my exact question. My exact question was, at the same price, do you which one do you prefer? Because (laughs) Zeller has been pretty good. since entering the starting lineup, and obviously we know it's Cody Zeller and it's a tough matchup against Bam and whatnot, but right, uh, like I just feel better. I feel I feel better about playing Zeller right now than I do Mitchell Robinson okay. or like even like on draft like Gorgie Jang with Valanciunas ruled out. I know again like we're we touted Tillman as a decent play, but we've played Gorgie Jang in eighteen minutes and he's come through. And now if you know he played twenty seven. It's just so weird that he was completely out of the rotation. Valentinus yeah. gets out, and then he played the most minutes at center of anybody else. Well, does that does that put you on him at all? Like, do you have? I don't know because that was such a weird game for everybody. <laughs> minutes wise, I have no feel on that game. Right. Why? Why Morant played twenty seven and Melton played thirty two? Why <laughs> Gang played twenty six and Tillman played fifteen or eighteen or whatever it was? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I just don't know. I guess maybe well what about this? If if Adams is ruled out, do you play him in Price Jackson Hayes? I guess yes. Sacramento. Yes. I, I think I, right? I I would be interested though. Do you think they would like dare 
because the Kings are starting Bagley at center. No, they're starting Rashawn Holmes. Okay, I, I take yeah, that. I was gonna say. Holmes. I was gonna say. I was gonna think they were doing something reason, weird. For whatever reason, Whiteside has re-entered the picture though. 15, right. 19, and nineteen minutes. Yeah, last man. Year. I mean, I think so, they're maybe they're trying to trade Whiteside. I don't know. But maybe like, that's something that we should look into. Whiteside at thirty-six. We I, know Rashawn Holmes is foul happy. Yeah. We know Bagley's foul happy. I don't I, want to trust Whiteside. I'd rather play if if Hayes is starting. I'd rather go. Yeah, there. if Hayes is starting, that's fine. He's min salary, so. Is he main on on? Fan no, Fox? he's four. No, he's only four. He's four K actually. I lied. No, I was lying. He's a hundred dollars above min on draft on Fanduel rather. So. Hmm, that's tasty. Yeah, I think that's probably where I make. It, 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 we'll see how the slate breaks out. But if you can get a min price starter against Sacramento, I think that's like, that's where you're, that's where you want your money. So. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, that wraps this up here, James. Any final thoughts before we uh, close this out? No, it's going to be a interesting slate. Ten games, uh, lots of news to be waiting on. So just uh, before like committing to anything, just make sure we uh, sift through all the news um, and are really up to date there. I agree with you on that one. Uh, we all will have everything for you. Obviously, live stream, podcast, starting five, value vault. Uh, the fast break, the playbook, you name it, it'll be there for you all. Getting you ready for another successful week here at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, for James, John, we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>